millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Now, I wonder, did that come out cruddy again, I wonder? On the recording. We'll have to know. see. We'll have to see. Maybe it's the fact that, maybe it's something that happened like when I when I put it together. Maybe I should change it anyway. Maybe it's time to change, Alice. You ever think? Let me tell you what's going on. I am going to make a um, an RFP. Do you know what an RFP is, Alice? Request for a proposal? Yes, indeed. I would like to offer an RFP to uh, Deslock. Do you know who Deslock is? Nope. Okay. He is somebody who fired um, nuclear comets at the planet Earth, destroying it, resulting in the fleeing of the remnants of the human race, uh, many of whom went to battle Deslock on the Argo. Oh, this is that show again. The wave motion gun. Uh Exactly. I'm also going to put an RFP out to Vladimir Putin, an RFP out to the country of Pakistan, as Obama would say. Mm -hmm. Iran. In an RIP out to, I don't think Iran is ready yet. I don't trust their crap. Okay. But an uh, RIP China? China to China and ask for a Kim Jong Un. Yes, I would, to, I would like to request proposal for whatever um, variation of nuclear um, annihilation they would like to visit upon us, and I think it is time for this country to go. If we are, I I don't know what to do when people are on. Twitter, like, saying, uh-huh, yeah, you see, yeah, so the the, the cute uh, girl at the at the concert in Israel, yeah, fine, her head was off, but we don't know if it was lopped off. The, at the same time where, for some reason, a court artist has made Sam Bankman freed looks like, look like some chiseled... It's very every... weird because they make everybody on Earth look terrible. Do you remember that they made, like, Tom Brady super ugly? Yes. And, like... I, they they make everybody look awful. They, but this courtroom artist made him look like some kind of anime hero or something with like chiseled cheekbones, and he's fat and he's gross looking. Yes, he's like in the Hall of Fame of gross looking. <laughs> and he's somehow in the courtroom artist has made him into like this superhero looking dude with floppy hair and stuff. I, yeah, and here's the here's the, New York Times, world. here's the New York Times from today. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's office identified the woman in the hostage video as Danielle uh, Eloni, Yelena Trupnawaba in Riman Kirsch, calling the footage cruel psychological propaganda in a statement. Netanyahu accused Hamas of war crimes and addressed the women, I embrace you, our heart is with you, the rest of the, and with the rest of the hostages. It was, here's the follow-up after Netanyahu's quote from the New York Times. It was unclear if Hamas forced the women to make the video. It was unclear? Yeah, it was unclear. We don't know if the video where they're desperate, pleading for their lives and being terrorized, we don't know if that was... The point of the story is whether the video was consensual. Was this non-consensual video? It's also, they have the hostages begging to make a deal, for Israel to make a deal to Mm -hmm. stop the bombing in exchange for the hostages, which, by the way, Israel has offered to Hamas and turned down. 
So this is just purely for propaganda purposes. Of course. And this is, you know, this has been verified by outside sources that Israel has already offered this to Hamas to say, like, we can do a ceasefire if you'll give back all the hostages. It's not happening. You know, they they don't want that. But they're making these hostages do that as a form of propaganda to try and make it seem like this is Israel's fault, like Israel's turned it down. And they know dumb people on the Internet are going to believe it. You know, and then you have people smugly <laughs> saying on the Internet, well, Israel's losing the propaganda war. Look. Shut up. Who cares if they lose the propaganda war? That's not what this is about. They just want to be able to live, for goodness sakes. It's absolutely ridiculous, all these people. And then, you know, even Vice News has this thing. Did you see that I sent us this um, this article where he says it makes him ashamed to be a journalist? Not that, you know, he's really a journalist, but... um this guy um, at Vice News, what's his Michael name? Michael Monaghan? No, he was tweeting about the article. Um, Surya Cherfi. Uh, News coverage of Israel and Palestine makes me ashamed to be a journalist. Calling Palestinians killed in Gaza casualties of war loses sight of their humanity. For over three weeks now, social media feeds have been flooded with content about the crisis in Israel and Palestine. And since I, like you, live in a bubble where everyone more or less shares my opinions, the majority of these posts have been in support of Palestinians. But this is not the type of information we're seeing in the mainstream media, as numerous outlets frequently adopt the Israeli government's version of events without counterbalancing it with Palestinian perspectives. This leaves the average person with the impression the conflict is simply too complex to understand, let alone form an opinion around. In reality, you don't need to be an expert to understand what's happening. It's one state colonizing another. As Europeans, we should all know about this that, dude is, shouldn't this dude we? This writes for Vice? Yes. Of course, the geopolitical context surrounding it can be confusing, but the central issue here is to honor both Israeli and Palestinian victims while understanding that the initial cause of all this suffering on both sides is the colonization of Palestine by Israel. And anyone speaking about the conflict without acknowledging this crucial piece of context is telling a very partial version of the story. Uh, and then he gets into why he became a journalist... And when he reads mainstream coverage of the war, he feels almost ashamed to be a journalist, to be one of them. I'm part of a sector that has clearly contributed to the continued oppression of the Palestinian people and many others for that matter. Neutrality is supposed to be an essential journalistic principle. It's a contested subject. He goes on and on like this. One of my favorite quotes here that he has is that um, Hamas is an organization that is often compared to ISIS, Israel, the U.S., and multiple countries in Europe define it as a terrorist movement. However, Hamas defines itself as an Islamic resistance oh. movement with a political oh, party and a military wing, oh, well. and is seen that way by Palestinians and other Arab states. After all, Hamas has been running Gaza for 17 years, providing many regular services like any governmental administration would. <sighs> Uh, but it goes, you know, he goes on and on about the bias in the media against the poor Palestinians and how it's so unfair. As a result, when Hamas killed Israeli citizens on October 7th, they were described as a terrorist group brutally murdering the innocent. But when Israel in turn killed Palestinian civilians in Gaza, the headline suddenly changed to defining the victims as casualties of war. Why would that be? Huh? Interesting. The message it gets across is that the Israelis are waging war and the Palestinians are terrorists. People find it difficult to understand why Hamas has the support of some Palestinians. Hamas was founded in the Nietzsche's history. But, I mean, like, are we serious right now that we're publishing absolute drivel like this in actual, like, news pub? I mean, I know it's Vice, but still. It, yeah. I mean, I don't know it, at this point. I don't know. I don't. I don't know like, anymore wh where the center is. Um. It, it, by the way, Mayim Bielik hey is in um, trouble. This is not scripted, which. Um, I feel like if I start writing what I'm feeling, I may never stop. So, um, I decided to t talk a little bit about um, what some people may not understand about what your Jewish friends are experiencing. Um, so imagine if there was a, a massacre of an ethnic group or a religious group, um, the equivalent of 
50,000 Americans. And imagine if what happened after that was that all over the world, there were marches of tens of thousands of people calling for further massacre. So I don't know why she's in trouble, but I've seen all people are mad at her. Because uh, she's not pro-terrorist? No, no. She's in trouble by... It's like the response people are, are mad at her. Like uh, Podhoritz is mad at her, and people are mad at her, and I don't know exactly what she did. Okay, I haven't seen that, so I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, it, hold on, I did have the, the thing. I, anyway, I'm just, it's, all this stuff is coming out at one, at one moment. Um, this woman, Dr. My reaction to Mayim Bialik's video, who I really suspect and like, by the way, just my raw thoughts. Okay, here we go. Good morning, everyone. I just finished watching Mayim Bialik's uh, recent post about how she sees things, and it took October 7th for her to see things. Okay, and that's what we played. I'm just so, I don't know. I don't understand why it has taken so long for people to see what a lot of us have been screaming for the last four years especially, and I hate to say it, especially the progressive Jews in America. You thought marching with these leftist organizations meant that you were one of them and that they supported you. You failed to read the charter of Black Lives Matter that had anti-Semitism written in it from the beginning. You failed to notice the anti-Semitism at the women's marches by Linda Sarsour on stage, one of the people on the board. Okay, so this is so the knock against her is that she she's just waking up into this. Well, I mean, I think there's degrees of being aware that there's anti-Semitism on the left. I think plenty of Jewish people have known that there's been anti-Semitism on the left mm -hmm. for a long time, but didn't realize the extent to which it had spread and was mainstreamed among young people and, well, and the by left the way, and this lady she'll she'll dr shilla nazarian who by the, mm -hmm. who, by the way i don't like her bona fides mm -hmm. board certified plastic surgeon in beverly hills <laughs> um but the fact is this is that hardly anybody really expected this to look like it's looking right now Right. Nobody was saying it. By the way, you're going to see in the streets that, that everybody's going to say, kill the Jews, and it's going to be perfectly mainstreamed in America. Nobody's saying it. Second of all, we've completely, completely diluted for political and cultural purposes the term racism and hate mm -hmm. and anti-Semitism, etc. You've cheapened these things. These, these terms mean nothing anymore. They mean nothing right. anymore because you want you needed to make it something that it was omnipresent to well, get whatever goal you need like to push. Well, I think that's like a lot of where you're seeing the shock is that, you know, you heard them say it on the commentary podcast today. Like the phrase "all lives matter" was so offensive as you know you should be able to get people fired for it not that long ago, and yet somehow like kill all the Jews is not as offensive. That's right. like a freedom of speech. You can't stop people from saying that. But saying all lives matter, that like requires an investigation and the job offer to be rescinded yes. and everything else. They should be kicked out of the school then. And you're you're hearing a lot of people, especially I've Jewish commentators that I really respect, say that we're seeing around the United States crystal knocked. And 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 I understand that the sounds probably are very similar because there are mobs running through neighborhoods, etc. And and it's not quite Kristallnacht yet, obviously. Most of these people, I think the most violent, loud ones, I'm not talking about the like dudes from Brown University who are going out to try to show you know how impassioned they are about the oppressed so that the, they so that they you know chicks might think they're uh, somebody they should uh, have sex with. But like for a lot of these people who are like a Palestinians who are calling for the kill the Jews in the streets in the United States, these are animals. These people uh, are no bueno. And you can tell me about 1948 till the cows come home. I don't care. If you're saying kill the Jews in the streets in this country, you're a goddamn animal. So that, I don't think anybody saw coming. Yeah, there's a bunch of people who like aren't ready for civilization. No, and sure is. And that's like why, ultimately, because a lot of people will go like, well, how did anybody decide 
like the Jews and the Palestinians in the Middle East are the same color. Like there's nobody's whiter than another, really. Like how did they decide that the Jews are the white people in the scenario? And I think like ultimately that's the answer is because Israel is having a civilized Western country where there's like malls and cafes and people go out on the street. Not that none of that exists in Gaza because some of it does, but overall Israel's the West. Well, right. Israel's civilization. Israel is moving forward and you know, living in 2023 and the Gaza Strip is not. As demonstrated by what our friend Advice was saying, like Hamas has been running it for 17 years, you know, they could have a country too. Right, yes. But the the thing is that Hamas runs this like a uh, crime thug operation, a syndicate, which is what it is. They take all of the resources and all of the aid and use it for themselves. Right. They've got plenty of gasoline and energy. To enrich and themselves and live in Qatar exactly. and do and it not- and bomb Israel. Yes, that's exactly right. This is a criminal organization, these people. And there's no, like, it, it's, it, to the extent that it is obviously still, I mean, this doctor is, is saying this, it's still, yes, I am surprised because this wasn't this until this, here anyway. Mm-hmm. In the U.S., I knew, and we all knew that this was happening. That these, that around the world, uh, and especially in in radical uh, Islamic centers, that Jews had no chance. Well, right, and you know, there's always like the Islamophobia and the peaceful Muslims talking points and all this stuff. And clearly, it is not all Muslims. There are a lot of Muslims who would also like to live in civilization, um, and. Obviously, the biggest victims of Islamic terrorism are other Muslims. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like the number one victims of terror are, are Muslims. So whether it's like Sunni Shia violence or, you know, honor killings or whatever, whatever it is, the, there's the victimhood goes a lot of ways. And it's not all Muslims, but it's a sizable enough minority of Muslims that it's really, really problematic. You know, it's like a third of the population of a lot of these countries. And then when they move into the West, when they move to France and to England and to Germany and to the United States and to Canada, it really is enough people to cause a lot of problems. You know, if a third of the country supports terrorism, if a third of the immigrants support terrorism, that's like that's a lot of people thousands and thousands of people and you're seeing it now i mean like i asked you this today like during the iran hostage crisis was i know you said there were like rallies and stuff like especially when they were free but did anyone was there the iran hostage crisis did anybody have a rally like in support of iran like did uh, anybody i mean wouldn't that have been like unthinkable at no the time? i know it was a, I, a friend of mine who actually listens to this podcast told me as a matter of fact that when the hostage crisis happened, when the Americans yeah. were taken hostage, they um, they rolled out from uh, their neighborhoods looking for celebrating Iranians uh, in order to engage them. These are guys who were like 20 at the time. Right. Um, but did not find anything. But no, no, obviously, no. And this isn't like, this is an attack on civilians we're talking about. It's <laughs> civilians here. And so, you know, this, the, the thing, and here's another thing. And this is, listen to Kamala Harris today. Here's another thing that's worth mentioning. Mm-hmm. It is very important that there be no conflation between Hamas and the Palestinians. The Palestinians deserve equal measures of safety and security, self-determination and dignity. And we have been very clear that the rules of war must be adhered to and that there be human humanitarian aid that flows. By the way, hold on, hold on. Okay, there can't be humanitarian aid that flows because it flows to Hamas. Okay, right. it's not flowing to Palestinians. By the way, one other thing mm-hmm. is that if you look at the uh, coalition of attackers who attacked on October seventh, there was some like elite trained up uh, Iranian trained Hamas obviously and uh, Islamic Guard or whatever they're called the uh, Palestinian Guard whatever they're called mm-hmm. a few different kind of sects and then there was a flood of Palestinians who were just let in to rock and roll and have right. a little fun while they're at it and so 
I'm not going to condemn every Palestinian, but some Palestinians absolutely got in the action and did horrific things to people in burning kibbutzes and unspeakable things and enjoyed every minute of it and videotaped it. Well, yeah, and and you know, I think that the Biden administration is being a little cute here because they're afraid of their own voters where they're trying to you know, like they sent out Jake Sullivan to say this stuff too, and now Kamala Harris, and like they have to follow the rules of war and they're staying kind of vague. But there is no rule of war that says you have to make it so civilians don't ever die. Well, right. There's no, that's not a rule of war. So it's not a war crime every time any civilian dies in Gaza. What Hamas did in Israel absolutely is a war crime where you deliberately target the elderly and little children yes. and murder children in brutal and despicable way, like personally face to face and uh, rape people and all these parade dead bodies around. That's all war crimes. Yes. Clearly. Yes. Um, but, you know, bombing the terrorist base where they're hiding behind a bunch of kids is not a war crime. Just because they put kids in front of it. It doesn't work like that. And there's no... There is no understanding of war and like the rules of war and the rules of engagement other than total pacifism, like 100 percent pacifism that says there's no circumstance in which civilians can ever be killed. Of course. And it's like everybody's pretending that they don't know this and everybody's pretending too. I don't know where people get this stuff. They, I mean – it must just be too long. And I know that the United States gets involved in wars abroad, but it must just be too long um, from where war has directly impacted the American people. And we've seen and heard enough about war where people don't understand this somehow, you know, and have developed this delusional view of war and violence that, you know, it's it's like something that the kids school would teach them about like how to get along with other kids where they keep saying like well the way israel's reacting it's just going to cause all this resentment and continue the cycle of violence and these kids are going to grow up hating israel more because israel's bombing them etc it's just continuing the cycle you know it's like when people tell you that you have to like walk away and ignore the bully or whatever but that's not true you it doesn't actually work like that well, yeah. in real life. Right. Ignoring the bully doesn't do it. And I heard this, I mean, this, this debate between Coleman Hughes and uh, this guy, this Palestinian lover guy, and he's all about it. This doesn't start October 7th. This doesn't start October 7th. You have to go back to 1948 when the, or to the, what are they called? What are the things, the the, the, the British uh, Bonarati uh, Agreement, whatever, in 1915, when mm-hmm. they decided to give Israel a homeland, whatever it is. And in 1940, 19- 48 is it yeah right exactly and they were and they were um and some palestinians were genocided and of course like the, the israelis were were attacked in 1940 and whatever the palestinians were genocided of course, they, out of their they, homes or kicked out of their homes and this and that so that's why he's saying it's okay now that you that you can't just take october 7th you know in a silo you can't just separate that out mm-hmm. you have to think of the whole timeline you can't just separate it out so because 1948 kicked out of homes in neighborhoods equals you get to put the girl on Facebook while you rape her and kill the baby and everything like that to her family. That So the, so, you, so there's context. So it, no, 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 you cannot allow them. Well, if by that measure then, okay, then if you're Israel, it should be, well, look at October 7th, green light. That's the ante's been upped. Because right. of uh, because of people having to move and being inconvenienced and being genocided, which I think the Israelis, Israelis Jews know something about, that... That, uh, that that we're allowed to do anything and you have to look back at context. Well, okay, then is it fine then if Israel does exactly what Palestine does, did, that the, Hamas did? It's, it's yeah, bullshit. and they would never, obviously, <clears throat> because they're like a civilized country with yes. a real organized right. which is, army. Of course, the, which is, of course, the thing that you're not allowed to say. One country's... Uh, one one country's following rules and one isn't. Correct. And they're given all the, you know, all the excuses in the world. The genocide of the left and their open air prison and this and that. Like, there's nothing plus nothing equals the raping and beheading of women and children, civilians. Nothing plus nothing equals that. So you can tell me that the Israelis have been MFs for 75 years. That's fine. You still don't get to saw the heads off. Unless, of course, you're a savage who doesn't belong in this century. 
Right. I mean, and ultimately, that's what's happening in Israel and, and in the Gaza Strip right now is that you have one side that is not capable of letting much, not even Israel, but letting their own citizens, their own civilians live a prosperous and a free life. You know, and ironically, like with all the talk about occupation, in a lot of ways, the people in the Gaza Strip would be much better off in in Israel. You know what I'm saying? And I know that, you know, Israel's not always perfect with how, um, you know, they treat religious minorities in Israel and stuff. But, it, you know, it's it. It seems like it's a lot better than how things are going in Gaza. And by the way, in Gaza, there are zero Jewish people. Yep. There are Arab Muslims and Christians living in Israel and they might not always, you know, approve of what the Israeli government is doing, but they can live there. <laughs> and like aside from the rockets from Gaza, they're in pretty good shape and, you know, in terms of their physical safety and stuff, whereas you cannot say the same for people in the Gaza Strip where they're more likely to be killed honestly by rockets from their own stupid side than they are from Israel for the most part. And, you know, you can't... Are there civilians dying in Gaza? Of course there are. Of course there are. You know, Justin Amash has said this too, but he's had cousins die who are Arab Christians who are in Gaza mm -hmm. and stuff. Um, it's obviously a very sad situation and a terrible situation, but I, th this can't go on like this forever. Well, you're right. You can't have... So that's why the Israel has no choice. They right. can either all die or they can go kill the terrorists. Mm -hmm. and, but now everybody's got a big problem with us killing the terrorists. And <clears throat> it sucks. Uh, uh, living Gaza sucks. Sorry about that. You know, you have a better chance. Hamas is openly joking about the fact that all of the civilian welfare and well-being is... Going the into rockets is response is the responsibility of the global community, right? And the UN and things like that. So they're saying yes, everything else is theirs. It's not their job to take care of the people; it's their job to take care of Hamas. Yeah, it says the so-called government of right. the Gaza Strip. <clears throat> it's absolutely a mess. It's tragic on all sides, but it's also, I mean, for anybody to suggest that Israel's not following rules of engagement when they go above and beyond and way out of their way to do so and to try and stay away from civilians, it's it's just disingenuous. And the people doing it online are either, you know, they either know what they're doing and they're spreading propaganda deliberately, or they are, you know, they're fools who are taken in by this propaganda and stuff. You know, it, they're just... Like the girl we played yesterday who's saying she remembers when we went into Iraq and then expanded the war into Afghanistan. Like, <laughs> they're just idiots that don't know anything at all. Oh, so... Uh, so... Let's switch to politics for a second here. Yeah. This thing is supposed to be a big gotcha moment on the PBD show. What's his name? Pepo B. Pat, uh, Patrick Bet David. Right. He had DeSantis on. DeSantis actually gave a great interview. We ran out of time yesterday Yesterday mm -hmm. on uh, one of the Sunday shows. He was on point. But Patrick Bet David brings this thing up about DeSantis wearing lifts, essentially, to make it seem taller. I'm sure your marketing team points out how they're trying to troll you in the marketplace. Okay. I'm sure they're doing that. Can you bring this one clip? I know you were on, uh, 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 what do you call it, on, uh, uh, what was it, Bill Maher, and Bill Maher talked about the boots. I've seen you walk with these boots. Go ahead and play this clip. This on TikTok went viral. It doesn't have a million views. It doesn't have, you know, 10 million views. This thing's got 1.2 million likes. And, and some people are wondering. How, what are they? I don't even, I so haven't what, seen that. What there's, they've not shown this to you. Okay, no. what they're trying to say with this is that in your boots, you have heels. No, no, no. That's yeah, what no, those, those are just standard off the rack um, Lucchese. Um, uh, how, how tall are you? Book, how tall are you, Governor? How tall? Five eleven. Five eleven. Okay. Why don't you wear tennis shoes and dress shoes? Uh, I do wear tennis shoes when I work out. Yeah, 100%. you do. Yep. Okay, I got a gift for you. I'd love for you to wear. Okay, I shop at Ferragamo. Okay, and. I, I don't accept gifts. I can't accept I, it. I totally get I'm it. I'm sorry. Um, and that's supposed to be, wow, the gotcha moment. I don't think it did anything. What's what's going on here? You know, there's this, and it's a bunch of Trump people obviously saying, this is it. Boom. 
Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow, he made fun of him for the lifts. He's a short guy. He's a flying frig. Nobody cares, okay? Yeah. Trump's a fat guy. It doesn't really matter, okay? It doesn't matter. But it's part of this thing where uh, I think that a lot of times these pylons have, uh, are, have the opposite result. Right. I think this cheap crap against DeSantis, the, the personal stuff, or the short guy stuff or whatever, he did the right thing in COVID when nobody else did. That's all that right. frigging matters. And it's BS. Now, you know, him embracing being Maverick from Top Gun, too, that's money not well spent. <laughs> um, super corny. But, like, this, it has diminishing returns. You know who else is looking pretty effing good in the same kind of way, as far as I'm concerned, with people attacking her in the last couple of weeks with viral videos? Who? Hillary Clinton. Huh. She's talking like an adult. She was, like, somebody said that, like, we need to have a ceasefire in Israel during one of these... Uh, you know, town hall things, and she shot this guy down and said, "No, absolutely not. I can't do that right now. You have to. Not only internally is it impossible politically, but you, it's like, guys, you don't. You, you know what it reminds me of? What? It, it 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 it's bad form. It reminds me of like 15 years ago when guys were throwing pies at Ann Coulter mm-hmm. when she was at the podium. It's a you might feel good doing it. It's an easy cheap shot, and the and you know you get a free one in, and there's not much the candidate can do there, but it looks yeah. crappy. Yeah, I mean, in the person, nobody looks dignified with pie on them, you know. But it, no, but no, but that's the point. The but point is, yeah. is, it's like it, it's, no, I know, it's but low. It's, it's, yeah, it is low, and you know, and so Tommy in the chat is saying, I don't get the Desantis hate. He is pretty confident, but he is a stiff. He is awkward. It, it is true. Yeah, that's fine I mean, though. Like, I'll take stiff and awkward all the time. <laughs> I know, but it doesn't necessarily work with voters always uh, well but somehow nikki haley is surging so i don't get it I, I, I don't get it i know but i think they're like splitting up the stiff and awkward competent on policy vote although nikki haley is not that competent on policy she's taken so? in by everything i feel like uh, i mean I, she to me she comes off as having the right answers for things so maybe she's a good study um but i mean i'm i'm Utterly, I can see her giving her concession speech. That's the problem. Right. And the other problem is, too, because there's a lot of talk about them splitting the vote. And there's a lot of talk about this Iowa poll, this most recent one that has Trump at 43. He's up more than the last Iowa poll, because every time there's about to be an Iowa poll, everyone's like, oh, now we'll see if Trump is really... Trump's at 43. And then uh, in tied for second place, you have DeSantis and Nikki Haley tied for second with 16 so then there's a bunch of people and then i forget what tim scott is at but a bunch of people were going well look you know you have desantis and nikki haley and tim scott and if you add them all up you're within a stone's throw of trump see more than half of the voters don't in iowa don't want trump which is the same stupid thing people said in 2016 as though everybody who has someone else as their first choice is somehow not going to pick trump but at the end of the day like you i'm probably a desantis as my first choice but like i'm not going to switch to nikki haley if desantis dropped out tomorrow i probably would vote for trump like there's probably no one else left in that i would consider like good enough to do it Mm. i mean if so assuming in your on board with trump but like assuming that you were still but it's a it's a religious quests right but assuming you were still on board with desantis like if desantis dropped out who would be your next pick out of the non-trump people that are in there 
I mean, like Christy. I mean, I like Christy. I always have. I mean, he is as much a. But he's, he's like a, got he's major a Trump common, derangement he's a syndrome. Common whore. He's not a Trump derangement guy. He's just playing it. <laughs> he's got nothing. Might as well be this guy. We'll see. Lightning strikes. Maybe it works. You know, he allows. But him would to... you switch to Nikki Haley if DeSantis oh. dropped out, or Tim uh, Scott? Yeah, he's he's. They're over just for not me too. ready. They're like done. Who else is there? Vivek. Vivek's dropped a lot. <sighs> yeah, Vivek he's... apologized for being him. Which is not a good look. Yeah. I apologize for coming off as the jerk I am. Which I liked the yeah, he was a trouble starter jerk. Yeah. Uh who else is there? Um, I think that's like everybody's serious. They're saying Tim Scott might not even make the next debate and maybe he'll drop out and stuff. Yeah, I mean it is Asa Hutchinson gone? Did he officially leave us alone? I don't even know if some of these people are still in or not because they're such non-entities. It's so lame. But but yeah, I mean, I think that's like pretty much it for who's seriously still in. And the only reason I don't think DeSantis is going to drop out anytime soon, like I think he'll at least wait until the caucuses. But, you know, I... The only reason I think he's not going to drop out is that all of these sort of more normal candidates, like the non-Trump candidates, they're all kind of like waiting to see if something happens to Trump, if he implodes somehow, if he runs out of money, if he has some kind of health problem, if something like more dangerous for him legally happens. And he, you know, they're, they're waiting for lightning to strike the Trump campaign and to be ready in case it does. But at this point, the DeSantis campaign, unless something major rocks this race, the DeSantis campaign is not in any kind of position to be a serious threat to Trump right now. And all these right. delusional pundits who are talking about, oh, I know Iowa, blah, blah, blah. This is not really going to come out this way. It's like, do you remember 2012 with like Karl Rove with his clipboard well, yeah. still drawing? He still yeah, he had his, back to the back of the his little whiteboard. Room. He yeah. was like sure that there was still a way. Oh no, they're calling these all wrong. You'll see. It's still there's still a path. You're gonna see this Oof. is gonna come. Like that's what it feels like. All these people talking about how they know Iowa. And there's some big Iowa endorsements coming, and you know the governor of Iowa hasn't endorsed yet. You're gonna see. I know the Iowa voter. Like no, shut up. This is so lame. Like just admit. That the DeSantis campaign is hanging in there in case Donald Trump, you know, gets hit by a bus tomorrow. Right. And that there's no other way that something's going to happen here. It's such they're waiting for such a kind of like black swan event to happen here to the presidential campaign. It's really like kind of pathetic. Yeah. Yeah. But then again, it's it's I mean, what are you going to do? The problem is the indictments. That's the problem. Yeah. This guy's spending most of his time in courtrooms defending himself from BS corruption. This Letitia James is a psychotic. She is a psycho. Her ranting about how the, like Trump needs to go down, it's like, okay, she's not a DA or an AG. She's not. She may be a lot of things. In other news, Alice, uh, this audio from EEI with that uh, hockey player who had his neck Ooh, uh, slashed. That is not good. I wish I, I could think it was on purpose. That by the video way. from some, my hall feed. Some people don't. The um, uh, Cullinane got his paws on. Of course, people have turned it into a race thing now. Oh God, let's not even. This is here's the here's uh, the EEI morning show, the Greg Hill show with Greg Hill. I don't know the woman, and then. Uh, you hear, hear Curtis chime in here. I did. I look. I watched it, unfortunately, like five times yesterday. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. I, I wanted to skate to the neck when Mac threw that pick. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, that's what a lot... I you hear that? Yeah. It's edgy. It's edgy. I don't have much... Um, I, I've only inter I have interacted with Curtis briefly a couple times in my life, but I've always found him to be a nice guy. I hope he doesn't get in trouble for that. Um it, that said, <laughs> I know. Oof! In slightly poor taste, but yeah, it's it's turned into a whole thing. I would think. I mean, like, I don't know that much about the laws in England, where which is where this happened. Um, the guy's like a former NHL player who died, but I I would think that it would at least be manslaughter charges. I, it looked pretty damn. damn I mean, mean, well, I think it has to be. If somebody kills another person, you need it needs to be something. Somebody to get killed by somebody, right? I mean, yeah, and I think it's 
It's so they're like calling it a freak accident, but it's so unusual for stuff like that to happen. And the only other one that like you were telling me about or that you'll see people talking about online, like so clearly is so much more accidental than this. Yeah, they looks skitter on over the tape. goalie's neck. Yeah. I mean, I things happen, but it and I know that sometimes video can be misleading, especially when you slow it down and like hyper analyze it that but it's just it, very haunting because the guy is like just skating off for a second and then he's like stunned. Hideous the video. Yeah. I it's like a terrible thing. I don't want to see it let's, in my feet. Let's anymore. cheer ourselves up with this Andrew Dice Clay thing. Okay, let's go. Yeah, this is Vice uh again. With this is a show called The Dark content. Side of Comedy, and they are um, exposing a subject here that uh, needs to be uh, spotlighted. For a comedian to create a character that is rooted in sexism, racism, and homophobia, but they're saying, oh, but it's just a character. Well, is, is the audience picking up on that nuance? Brooklyn, we don't have any gay people. They're all dead. <laughs> All we got is a big sign that says, Welcome to Brooklyn, fourth largest city in America with this dead f hanging off the pole. If people go to a comedy show and they hear a joke about gay people and their takeaway is that gay people are less than, they're second-class citizens, they don't deserve like rights, the scary they deserve music. to or, uh, Yeah. Comedy clubs ain't for this chick. That's what I would say. Uh, <laughs> Dan Rudice Clay was effing hilarious and highly offensive. And it was hilarious. And yes, there are all sorts of people who were the, the receiving ends of his stuff. Eddie Murphy used to do the same thing. He was highly offensive. I'm all for comedians saying whatever the f they want. I'm all for it. Go out there. Um, mm -hmm. What's his name? Um, what's his name? Um, the one who's on my side now, Russell Brand. Right after 9/11, went on MTV mm -hmm. dressed as Osama bin Laden. It's a bit. It's rolling <laughs> the dice. It's in Lower Manhattan. Yeah. It's not, it's offensive, but hey, somebody's got to be the most offensive person at some point. I've got no problem all for, all for it. That's fine. That's why I hope my friend Chris Curtis does not get in trouble. Um, let's see. What else do we want? Uh, okay. The people who think that the whole thing, um, that the whole October 7th attack is uh, is faked or like not real or not as bad as Israel says, is now analyzing the manicure of... Somebody who was rescued, the um, that Israeli soldier, Ori Magadish, and they're oh, yes, looking yes, at yes. her manicure and saying that they think that she wasn't really captured by Hamas because her manicure looks too good still and yes. stuff like so. That's the point that they're at in their in their deep investigation of all the so-called yes. fake so news. there are two sides of this: the people celebrating the massacre that happened to Israel. One, the people who say it, um, they deserve it because 1948. Right. Or two, uh, it didn't happen. Right. And that's it. Those are the two versions. Yes. yes. So, <clears throat> of course, you know, that's that's where the left is at the moment. I think this is good PR, this thing the House GOP is doing, where they want to give $14 billion in aid to Israel by cutting from the IRS. First... Good idea, I've heard, come from the GOP in the House uh, in mm -hmm. uh, 30 years. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while, that's for sure. But, um, I mean, I don't think that's necessarily, like, actually going anywhere. But it it's a good proposal. <clears throat> it's win-win. So that's Ukrainian aid? No, Israel aid. Oh, really? They want to give $14 billion to Israel from IRS money. From the expansion well, that Biden did, so that they can look into your six hundred dollar Venmo transactions. Yeah, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Good luck, fellas. Alice, what is the hot sauce? That is the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce. They bring us the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hotline. Oh, was there? Remember you said there was something we wanted to talk about yesterday, but we didn't. Oh yes, the General Lee thing. Oh yes, it's the burning of the statue. Yeah. Right. So, and the reason why this is important is because. I mean, going back to the whole statues debate, which has not been front of mind now for a while, mm -hmm. but it's critical because, you know, this goes back to all the lies that they told us about the statues at the time, including the, like, very fine people on both sides mm -hmm. stuff and all, all of that, right? 
This um, is a statue in Richmond, the big one, right? Yes, this is a yes. General Lee statue. Right. And, um, you know, and they told us, if you remember, because a bunch of people said this is erasing history, this isn't right. I mean, forget the fact that Lee generally has been considered a, an incredibly honorable and you know, sort of the noble enemy kind of guy, even by the union and by Lincoln and by everybody else. Yes, Lincoln tried to hire him. Right. And, you know, and really had like more loyalty to the state of Virginia and all this stuff. I I mean, complex figure, obviously, but it really has not been considered a villain by anybody in all of this. Right. At, At any time post the war and and a bunch of people have raised examples too of how he's portrayed in like even civil war movies from the 90s like with martin sheen you know that that he's not portrayed as being like hitler or something the way they want but anyway the left had said you know we're not trying to erase history but these things belong in a museum they shouldn't be out being publicly celebrated do you remember that line yes yes we should have this all in a museum where it's contextualized and it's in context of you know the white supremacist culture of the south etc 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 it's going to be put in a museum well surprise surprise this lee statue that they took down did not end up in a museum but not only did they melt it down but the Washington Post did a whole big feature on them melting it down, including video of them melting it down, gleeful video of them melting it down, where they like focus on the face yes, of the yes. statue melting down and all this stuff. And they're going to remake it into new public art. Sure, Which, the new park will be beautiful, just like the MLK pieces up here. The MLK pieces and the, um, what was the stupid, the... Um, afro comb oh, yes. piece that they did and did you see this new fountain in vienna that they unveiled to celebrate the spring water that looks like it was made by freaking toddlers oh, they really? spent like millions of euros to do this new like public art fountain just search fountain vienna well, but, but in the- there's a, the thing is as well is that they're not getting rid of the statue for lee because he was a confederate general they're getting rid of the statue of Lee because he was part of white supremacy. Mm-hmm. As are so, you, by the way. As is Abe Lincoln. As is almost everybody. As a matter of fact, everybody who's white. That's what it is. Yeah. We're all oppressors. And it can be Lee or you can be Disney. It doesn't matter who you are. You are, this, this is the determination. It doesn't stop mm-hmm. anywhere. So when they do weird ritualized <clears throat> videos where they zoom in on them melting down the face of like essentially a beloved hero by a mm-hmm. lot of people and it, by a lot of people who, by the way, fought against him in the war at the time was still beloved by them. You know, he wasn't like disgraced and put in prison or something. He he was really like considered. There's a reason why there are still statues of him. Put it that way, right? And but he's also a very notable American. Yeah, I would say so. And you know, and it just highlights once again too the moving of the goalposts by the left with the statue stuff. We're never going to do this to Washington and Lincoln. This is going to go in a museum. We're not erasing history. Oh, but we are erasing history. We're actually melting down the history and we're going to turn it into something new and ugly that celebrates bad stuff. They're going to turn it into some like hideous George Floyd public monument or something yeah. stupid. It'll be like some weird brutalist thing that, <laughs> because now art, traditional art is out. This is, we're starting right. at year one again. We're throwing everything down. This is now year one. This is beautiful. Find it beautiful. Yeah. So congrats to everybody who thought that maybe they were being genuine and gave them the benefit of the doubt with the thing about statues that maybe it somehow hurt them that this statue of Lee was out there. But they didn't mean it. They were absolutely planning to continue moving the goalposts and the slippery slope is real. They were not going to be happy. They're going to be melting down Washington next. And Of course. Well, yeah, in changing the name of Washington, D.C., obviously. Obviously. They got rid of Providence Plantation, so it had nothing to do with slave plantation. And Plymouth Plantation. It's yeah, the Plymouth Patuxet now. Right. Because. <laughs> I don't know, like, how. Do, do, this, what we currently have here in the United States, what came out of 
there is a direct line of what we have here now and the people on the Mayflower. Right. It was a project they embarked on, sometimes adjacent to Native Americans, sometimes despite Native Americans. Mm -hmm. But it was their project. It was a project of people who were products of the Enlightenment, who had certain values uh, and certain uh, beliefs in in science, exploration, a Judeo-Christian um, uh, principles at work that it took to do this thing and make civilization happen. And there were all sorts of bumping up against each other. But I'm sorry. The story of the Plymouth... You, the Patuxent Indians can be part of the story of the Pilgrims, but they ain't the story. So you can rename it all you want. You can even erase the Pilgrims and just say it was all Patuxent Indians that came in on the ship. and said, But, <laughs> but it, it's not. Sorry about that. That's not what this country is. This country is not the outgrowth of the incredible um, discovery, technology, democracy building of the Patuxent Indians. It's simply not. Of course not. No. And, you know, but they've made it very clear over the last, I mean, over the last few years, but especially recently, like exactly what they think of colonizers and white supremacists and everybody else. So... You yes. Know, if you don't get it by now with them doing this thing with melting down the Lee statue, mm -hmm. all excited. And also, you know, all the college campuses, awesome, the, the awesome rapes stuff. and stuff that happened in, in Hamas. Yeah, yeah. I mean, good luck, but I, I don't know that you're ever going to see it, what's happening on the American left right now. Cause no, it's, no, we're coming to this is a crossroads. The end of the line. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is. It is. Alice, what is the hot sauce again? It is the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce. Uh, naming convention, anonymous. Okay. 12 seconds, Oaks. That's... Who do you think it is? That's short Tim for... Tim and Can. Mm, there's a 37 second one. I'm going to say this is Steve from Gloucester. Okay. Next one's Tim and Can. Tom, yes. the truth and the rumor yep. that Gina from the Fat Cactus was a waitress when you were crowned the El Gigante champion... She was not. It was a woman, though, but she was nowhere. First of all, I would not have gotten the taco gigante. <laughs> I would have gotten like aluminum siding or something because <laughs> Gina was did not. She was Gina was the most beautiful woman who has ever worked in, in food and beverage. But she is. Well, she was not a genius. No, <laughs> this would have never happened. I think this woman actually who was serving us was a assistant manager because she she brought our plates. She was in plain mm -hmm. clothes. We brought our plates to the manager to be verified. <laughs> But I'll, I would love to find Gina. Steve, I thought you were looking into Gina. Man, what a beauty. What a beauty, Alice. Uh, okay. Here we go, Alice. Ready? Mm -hmm. BBP. Barn Barrel Podcast. KFW. Kevin, Kevin from... Wins? Dot PDF. Carrie from Winchester? Is no, Carrie from Winchester. Oh, that's Could nice. be. Dot PDF. Okay. PDF? Public display of... No, uh... That's what does PDF stand Portable for? Portable document format. Okay. Dot final. I don't know. <laughs> dot V two. Is that a buzz bomb? Dot final final. Thank you for the naming convention use. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure the nomenclature has been clearly defined anywhere. Here we go. Is this thing on? Hey. Hi. This is Carrie from Winchester. Here we go. I got it. Hello, Tom and Alice. Congratulations Hi, you. on your new arrival. Thank you. It's the first time I'm calling this, uh, uh, what is it? The Chelsea Wicked Fire Hotline. Um, I'm getting, I'm a little nervous. I'm not going to lie. I don't like talking to people. I, I'd rather great. email you guys. Stuff. Great. By the way, I have made it known that my mm -hmm. first ever kiss was Carrie from Winchester. Not this one, but another A different one. Carrie from Carrie Oliver lived up the street from me. 1978, Alice. <laughs> um, anyway, I just watched the Patreon and I usually just yeah. listen. However, yeah, I'm yeah. so glad I watched because really? for those who don't have the Patreon, um, here's what I saw. I saw that new baby and he is cute and he's holding up his neck rather well. Welcome, mm -hmm. Peter Rabbit. Um, <laughs> I you. saw Tom take a hard seltzer yeah. and wipe his face with it. I was a little confused as to what he was going on He likes to cool his eyes. Yeah, I use it as a cold compress on my eyes. It feels good. I like cold things on my eyes. My eyes have been tired since, like, <laughs> 1988. And I saw Alice and um, 
Cyril freaking out because there was a bug in the room, which yes, was yes. kind true. of comical <laughs> and reminded me a lot of me. Yes. Um, but anyway, I just wanted to congratulate you guys. Thank and you. Thank, uh, you. thank you for, uh, you know, entertaining me and educating the masses on all the insanity that's happening in the world. And I hope that I mark this correctly because um, I don't want to um, get in trouble okay. with... However, I, uh, I don't know, file your, your file naming system, but whatever. So uh, anyway, again, Carrie from Winchester. Good to chat. See you back. Good to chat. What am I talking about? Yes. Anyway, I told you I get nervous on this stuff. Anyway, have an awesome day. Great Bye. message. Carrie Great from Winchester. Call. Carrie, Thank we you. were in your town today, as a matter of that fact. That is true. Sierra and I were, or Anson and I were hiding from we're the in bug. In town today, a lot of uh, construction, road yeah, work on cross street. Yeah, lots of detours. I would've, we would have doubled back and we went out through Woburn, which is also a mistake today, but we should have said hi. Next time, Carrie. Do we hit her up next time, Alice? Is that what we do? Where do you... Hey, I don't know. Where do you meet up with people in Winchester nowadays? Down White Hen, kid. Okay. Parking lot. White Hen is gone, though, unfortunately. So I don't know where people... The Black Horse, Horse Tavern? Tavern. I guess that that's still where, there? I no. guess that's where you hang out. I guess that's where you hang out. Okay. Actually, the proprietor of the Black Horse Tavern, uh, I don't know if he still is, but the original one, I believe, at one point in the late 80s, took me into custody, Alice, when he was a police oh, officer. Really? Yeah. Indeed. Isn't it crazy how far Mike Pence's political career fell after he didn't support Trump leading up to January 6th? Yeah. I mean, had Trump not won, but Pence challenged him, I'm sure he would have been way up in the ratings. And to see how bad he fell just shows how much the right is so loyal to Trump. It's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, honestly, like guys like Montante, like they really believe that like Pence should have pulled some acrobatics and like redesignated Trump as president. Yeah, I don't I know just, what they I wanted from him. I don't know that be... there's like a secret out in the Constitution <laughs> where like the vice president gets to throw out the certified results from the state. Yeah, no. Because I wouldn't want Kamala Harris deciding whether or not, like, Florida's or uh, Georgia's electoral votes count. Like, no. Do you think that Kamala Harris in early 2025 has the right to, like, decide whether or not the votes from no, a state are no, legitimate? Like, never... I don't think the Constitution has a clause like that. No. They, the framers weren't sitting around saying, you know, absolutely, we're going to go with electors to try to get the voice of the people, except if a guy named Mike wants somebody else to be president and he gets to he gets a shot at it. No, I don't. I mean, I understand the argument is that if, like, the votes aren't legitimate, that there should be, like, a process to decide. But I tend to want to err on the side of, like, the states get to decide if their votes are legitimate. And if the state legislatures and the court system says these are the legitimate votes of our state, that I think that Congress, under the auspices of the vice president, has to, the funny has thing to is, do that. Alice, if this election... See, if somehow Trump can delay, there will be, if Trump wins, there, a bunch of them are going to protest the votes. There's going to be fraudulent electors, slate of electors. Yeah. Uh, there's going to be stuff they want the VP to do. It's going to be all sorts of stuff. Mm -hmm. You're allowed to go into the Capitol. You're allowed to, everything that everybody's doing time for now and Trump is indicted for will suddenly be absolutely okay. Oh, yeah. Context. Anyway, of course, it's always context. It's always, it's okay if our side does it. That's a, the bottom line at the end of the day is that's how this always works for the left. Anyway, um, thanks for joining us. You can, as Carrie mentioned, um, see video of the show. You can join us for the live stream. You can even um, get some extra show if you want to join the Patreon. That's patreon.com slash burnbarrel. And of course, always free burnbarrelpodcast.com. Say la vie. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? 
we wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.